everyone and welcome to the weekday devotional this is our attempt to slow your social media scroll and get you into God's Word and get some good news into your life in the midst of all of the difficult news that's going on so looking forward to digging into God's Word with you today digging into the Bible uh, my name is Jordan and I'm one of the pastors here at Carney E free so I'm going to wait a little bit here. We've got a few people joining us. Um, uh, hello, Megan. Hope that you are doing well today. Um, so we will be digging in here in a minute. Just give people a couple of seconds to log in and, or to join us. Maybe not log in, but just to join us. So if you have a... Uh, so Facebook, for whatever reason, doesn't always show me all the comments. So if you make a comment or if you give a prayer request and I don't pray for it, it's not because I don't want to. It's because for whatever reason, Facebook decides what to show me, what not to show me. And I can't figure out how to tell them to stop that. Hi, Lisa. Hope that you are doing well today. So let's begin with the devotion. So today's devotion is titled The Blessings of Weakness. And it's going to come to us from 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10 is where we're going to read and spend most of our time. But right before these verses, what you need to know is that Paul has a thorn in his flesh. And it's not a literal like rose thorn, um, but we don't really know exactly what this thorn is. We don't know if it's um, a physical disability. Some people think it's a speech impediment. Um, some people think that it might be a sin struggle. Um, other people think it's just a difficulty in life. But for whatever reason, uh, there's a thorn in uh, Paul's flesh, and that's the words he uses to describe the difficulties that he's facing or whatever it is that's going on. And he prays three times for God to remove this thorn or this difficulty. And God chooses not to remove it. And in verses 9 through 10, he's, God says this to, uh, to Paul. He said, But he, God, said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in my weaknesses and insults, and hardships, and persecutions, and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So I, I chose this because I think that right now all of us are probably experiencing weaknesses in our life. Whether that is a physical weakness, or whether that's emotional weakness, or whether that is maybe spiritual weakness. That we're experiencing these weaknesses of, of this moment. And a lot of times, especially in our society, weakness is looked at as a negative thing and as a bad thing and as something that we should do everything in our power to make go away and to not have as part of our life, that we want to make every single part of us uh, strong and every single part of us um, yet yeah, strong. And it's interesting because Paul is asking God to do something similar. He's saying, God, would you remove this weakness from my life? And God's response is no, and I'm not going to do that. And the reason that I'm not going to do that is because my power, so one, my grace is sufficient for you. That his grace was sufficient for Paul and his grace is sufficient for us. 
So maybe you have a weakness right now in your life that you've been asking God to remove, whether that is a parenting weakness and you've been frustrated with your kids, um, that you've just been overwhelmed that you they're around all the time, and usually they're in school or they're in, going to this place or that place, and they're just around all the time, and it seems like there's been moments where you've just been frustrated with them, and you've asked God, God, would you help me to not be frustrated anymore? And it's still tomorrow you get frustrated with them, or you prayed that yesterday, and today you're frustrated with them. Or maybe it's a, a marital weakness where you just keep fighting with your spouse, and you have been praying, asking God, would you help us to not fight anymore? And there's been moments of growth, but then there's these moments where that weakness remains. And God's grace is sufficient for us. God's grace is sufficient, and his power is made perfect in our weaknesses. And so we have weaknesses where God's power is evident, that God's grace and his mercy becomes all the more evident because of our weaknesses. And so then Paul says, because of this, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses. That he's going to boast in his weaknesses. He's going to highlight them and say, I'm glad that this thing exists because it makes God's grace more powerful. Now, I think that um, we still want to grow, that God wants to sanctify us, which is just a big word that means grow us to become more like Christ. That God wants us to become, wants more and more of our lives to go um, underneath his his rule and his reign, that we follow him and obey him in more and more areas. But even in our weakness, God is, his power is made strong. That if you think about how, um, I, I think about in basketball, um, I, I heard once this pastor talk about Shaquille O'Neal, who's a basketball player, and all you need to know is he's very tall. If you don't know basketball, just know he's very tall, and it was very easy for him to dunk a basketball because he was so tall. And the pastor was talking about how it's really silly that Shaquille O'Neal celebrates when he dunks a basketball because he's so tall. It's not difficult for him because of how God made him that every time he dunked a basketball, this guy thought that Shaquille O'Neal should say, God, thank you for making me so tall because it's not a, um, a weakness. It's a strength of his. He's so tall. It's so easy for him to dunk. And so it's not impressive that he can dunk. But there was another guy um, who was, he was short. Uh, I believe the guy was like five six. A five foot, five foot tall, six foot six inches, um, and he could dunk, and it was incredible because this guy shouldn't have been able to dunk because of how short he was, but he has the ability to to jump all the more higher. And um, where I'm going with this is that when we can do things out of our strength, uh, a lot of times people see that and they say, "Well, they don't really like. I don't see where God's power is at work in that person because they're gifted in this thing, or they have this gift, or they have this ability." But when we do things out of a weakness, then people, uh, I think, recognize God's at work there. And when we do things that are in our area of weakness, um, I think that God gets more glory in those moments because people are all the more aware that that's not something that I did, that's something that God did through me. And so if you're like me and you have difficulties sometimes in your marriage or with your, par- with your parenting or in your workplace or whatever the thing is, um, I, I think that maybe those moments are more reflective of my actual strength than actually the good days. That the good days, it's God's strength in me coming through. It's God's at work in me coming through uh, more so than it is my strength coming through. And I think the bad days are when I've tried to do things more on my strength and my weaknesses are coming through. 
And so what I, what I hope is that we wouldn't be ashamed of our weaknesses in this moment, but instead we would, like Paul, be able to boast that in my weaknesses I'm really seeing where God's working. That as my strength, as a weakness becomes a strength or as my weakness remains, those are more opportunities for God's power to be evident and God's power to be displayed. He goes on in verse 10, and he says uh, that this is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses. Now, I hope, I would hope that someday I could delight in weaknesses. Right now, I don't really delight in weaknesses. I, like Paul, say, God, would you make this go away? Would you make this a strength? But instead, Paul delights in his weaknesses and insults. I can't say that I've delighted when someone has insulted me or in hardships. In the middle of hardships, I don't want really to go, God, thank you for this hardship. This is a delight for me. That's not what he was doing necessarily, but he was saying, God, this is an opportunity for your power to be evident in my life. God, thank you for this opportunity. In persecutions and difficulties. Then he says this weird sentence that doesn't make any sense because he says, for, for when I am weak, then I am strong. And what he's saying, I believe, is he's saying, for when I am myself weak, when I'm personally weak, then I'm actually strong in Christ because I have given up on trying to do it out of my own power and I'm turning to Christ for help and saying, God, would you do this in me? And so what I hope is that I would do this week, what I hope that you will do this week, is that you would begin to live out of Christ's strength instead of our own. That I want to parent out of Christ's strength. And the way I do that is when I experience that weakness in me, I go, God, would you help me right now to love the way that you love my son or my daughter? God, would you, when you are tempted to uh, fight with a spouse, to go, God, would you help me to love my spouse the way that you love my spouse. Maybe it's a coworker or it's a work situation that's just very frustrating. And you say, God, would you help me to care for my coworkers the way you care for my coworkers? That I want to be strong, not because I am personally strong, but because I'm strong because you live in me. And so there's a blessing in weakness. And the, the two blessings of weakness is one, that it reminds us that we need God. That oftentimes when we're strong, we forget how much we really need God to work inside of us. And so... One of the blessings of weakness is that it reminds us that we need God. And then two, the second blessing of weakness is that God's power becomes clear in our weakness. That when we do something, uh, whether it's parenting, whether it's marital-related stuff, whether it's coworkers, whether it's um, our own growth in, in spiritual um, faith, what we realize when we see God growing in our weakness is that it's not me doing it, it's God doing it. And I get to boast in God, not in myself. And I don't get to pound my chest and say, well, I did that. I overcame this problem. I overcame that. No, we, just, no, we stop and we say, um, God, God is overcoming this thing in me. That there's more of Jesus growing inside of me by the power of the Holy Spirit. And there's less of Jordan um, existing here, which is a good thing. And so we want to boast in our weaknesses because there are opportunities for God to be uh, scene. It's an opportunity for us to be reminded that God is our strength. Um, and so I hope that you would join me this week in um, knowing that one, God's grace is sufficient for wherever your weakness is right now. Whatever that weakness, whatever that area is that you want God to grow in, and it feels like he's not growing as fast as you want him to, know that God's grace is sufficient for you, and that in this time, God's power is um, being made perfect in our weakness. So I I hope that that is encouraging to you as it was encouraging to me. Um, so now what I want to do is move on to some updates. 
Uh, so one of my questions or one of the updates is just wanting to know if you're in a life group, if you are in a life group or not. Uh, so life groups are really, 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 really crucial, especially right now um, as we enter into a time where we're going to be able to gather in certain avenues in certain places, but not as um, our entire church as a whole. Like when we, even when we get to gather, it'll be in smaller groups. Um, I want to invite you, if you're not part of a life group, to really be part of a life group. That it's a great, a great opportunity to gather together with some other believers who want to help you to grow and want to help walk with you um, through life. And it's really going to be crucial in the next weeks and months and years, probably at years. Um, it's, I can say that in my life, uh, life groups have been super instrumental in helping me to grow as I apply the message from Sunday morning, as I grow, as I work, walk through dark uh, seasons in life that I know when I lost my dad, my life group was um, huge to walk with me through that time. And right now, having our life group as we walk through all that's going on has been really helpful. And I just don't want people to be um, alone. I want them to get connected to a life group. And so um, this is the link for information about life groups at Carney E. Free. Um, because again, we're going to start our reboot as a church, which is going to start on June 4th and 7th. Um, but with that, it's going to be restricted based on what the, the government is telling us. And so we're not going to be, um, unfortunately, be able to gather um, a thousand people strong like we were uh, back in February. And because of that, I really think that it's going to be fantastic for people to be in life groups as they can gather together, as they can have um, the church together with them in their life group, um, whether that's on a Sunday morning or a different night of the week. And so just want to encourage you to, if you're not in a life group, really strongly consider um, just trying one out. This is a great time to try one out. A lot of them are online, and so you can join from the comfort of your own home and just want to encourage you that. So uh, there is information there about how to request more information uh, about getting plugged into a group. Or you can email uh, Todd at CarneyEFree.com. I'll type his and tell him that you're interested in joining a life group, and he'll get you uh, connected. Um, next piece that I want to share with you is about Right Now Media. Um, I've shared this the last couple of times that I've got to do the devotion, um, but want to just keep sharing it because it's such a powerful uh, tool. And so if you don't have access right now to Right Now Media, I just shared over in the chat, I shared the link to ask for access to Right Now Media. So it's a free service that our church has access to that you just have to request through us login information. And because um, we pay for it as a church, but then we pass along the free logins to people, but Right Now wants to know that you have a, you have a connection to our church and we're not just giving it out to anyone. And so in order for you to get login information, you have to, you have to request it through us. And so I encourage you to, um, to get Right Now Media, that if you have uh, a Roku or if you have a Roku at home or um, an, a smartphone, you can get apps uh, for Right Now Media and you can access it. And it's like um, the Netflix of Bible studies, that it just has tons and tons of online content um, for adults, for kids, and for teens. And so I just want to invite you that they have a great library for kids if you are a 
a parent right now at home looking for good content for your kids. They have wonderful content. Um, if you're someone who's looking to grow and you're looking for a, a new Bible study to work on, they have a m number of great Bible studies. One that I want to share with you is called How to Read the Bible. And it's taught by a professor from the College of the Ozarks. And um, it is um, really, really good. Um, it walks through uh, the heart behind how to read the Bible, how we want to approach the Bible, and then tools to use as you read and study Scripture. And so I think it's an eight-session uh, eight uh, class or training. Um, each one is about 20 minutes long. And it's awesome because you can pause it and you can go back. So if you go, I, I'm not quite sure what he just said, you can rewind it a little bit, watch it again, and you go, oh, okay, now I understand what it is that he's, he's talking about, what it is he's doing there. And so I really recommend that as a great way to, as a tool, um, if you would say, I'm, I'm a little bit uncertain about how to read the Bible, that I kind of approach it like I would um, the newspaper or the way I would approach it reading an article online, um, or a nonfiction book, but I just don't really know uh, the best way to, to read and study the Bible. I would encourage you, use this time right now where you maybe are home a little bit more than you would normally be uh, to watch that. That if you have, if you have a, uh, a laptop or you want to use your phone, you could sit outside around the fire pit at your house or just in the backyard and, and watch those and read that and use that as an opportunity to grow during this time. So I, I encourage you uh, to check that out if you're someone looking for uh, something to grow in. Amy, I'm glad that you um, requested access. It's a great tool to use. I uh, so want to say hi to everyone. Hi to Megan. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Judy. Hi, Shannon. Hey, Barb. And it's great to be here with you guys. Um, so now what I'd like to do um, is to transition to a time of prayer requests. If anybody has prayer requests, we'd love to pray with you. So this is a public forum. And so would you please keep your requests uh, somewhat generic? And then if you have a more specific request, you can e email prayer at carneyefree.com. And we have a, a team of people who would love to pray with you. Hi, Steve. Good to have you here with us today. Um, we'd love to pray with you for your specific request, whether they respond to your email. If you give them their phone number, your phone number, they will follow up with you on the phone. And so that's a great place to send a specific prayer request. But if there's any, um, any generic ones, I'd love to pray for those right now. But hope that you guys are doing well, all things considered. Personally, I am uh, thrilled that the sun is shining outside, uh, that I have not enjoyed the kind of gloomy uh, Pacific Coast, Northwest Coast uh, weather we've been having this week. So I'm very excited to see the sunshine. Okay, we have a couple of prayer requests. So Megan is uh, working from home and struggle with focusing on her work tasks. That's totally understandable. Um, she's not feeling challenged enough, feel isolated from her team, and missing the kingdom purpose. Well, Megan, I'd love to pray for that. So I'll pray for that. And then Amy, um, after that one, I will pray for um, Russ's family and his friends. Because let me pray for Megan first. Father God, God, we come to you, and God, we are asking for uh, your help. God, we're asking for your guidance, for your Holy Spirit to be at work in us. God, I come to you on behalf of Megan. 
and God, we ask for your help as she works from home. And there's um, thousands and thousands, if not millions of people um, in the United States right now working from home and dealing with exactly what Megan is dealing with, that she is um, far from alone in struggling to stay on task, struggling to uh, find the purpose in her work, finding that focus. God, pray that you would help her, that she is someone who wants to um, give her best effort to her workplace. And so, God, I pray and I ask that you would help her as she um, works to be able to focus, that you would give her wisdom to know if there's a better practices, whether it's a different room to work in or whether it's a, a different way to work, that you would give her wisdom to know maybe how to tweak her schedule or to tweak just her setup that might bring a little bit more productivity or a little bit more focus. And God, we pray for um, her to see in this moment in time uh, the kingdom purpose. That God, I know that she works with people a lot of the times before this all happened with COVID. And I know that she's been limited and unable to work with people. And that, that takes a lot of that, that purpose um, out of her job. And Lord, I pray that you would help her right now by the power of the Holy Spirit to see uh, the ways that you are using her uh, for kingdom good and using her for the good of our city and the good of our community, that she is doing a good work and blessing people, um, even if it's not personally connecting with them. So God, I pray that you might help her to see the ways that she is um, helping to just care for our community, care for people in our community as she um, keeps the lights on for her workplace. God, thank you for Megan. Pray that you would just continue to bless her as she strives to give her best to her workplace and to shine a light there for you. Pray this all in your son's name. Amen. Now I want to pray for Amy, for Amy and for um, the friends and family of Russ. Father God, thank you for Amy and for her family. And Lord, we pray that you would bring comfort um, to her and her family as they grieve the loss of a coach and the loss of a friend in Russ. God, we pray for Russ's family as um, this is so sudden for them. And two weeks ago, they had no idea that there was anything wrong, and um, just their world has been turned upside down in a matter of weeks. And it's just a reminder of the suddenness of our life and the frailty that we have, that tomorrow is not promised to us. So, Lord, we pray for um, just the people as they wrestle with that, as they come to terms with that, as they grieve the loss of a dad and a friend um, and a um, husband. God, we pray that you would bring comfort to their family. God, we ask that you would bring um, peace, that they would know your nearness to them, that those that know you and love you, God, that they would experience your closeness to them. They would not think that you've abandoned them or left them, but instead that you are, are close to them. And Lord, we, we ask for your, for your help. Lord, for those that um, are close to Russ's family, God, I pray that you would give them wisdom to know how to comfort them, how to come around them. And this time when we can't give hugs, we can't give handshakes, we can't do those things, and it's so painful when people need a hug or people need a handshake, God, would you help them? Um, to know how to, to verbally express their love for them, their care for them, in a way that they can just experience uh, people's presence and know that they've not been abandoned or forsaken by people right now. God, I pray for all those students, that both at Kearney Catholic and at Kearney High, that have been impacted uh, by Russ and by his coaching, by his mentorship. God, I pray for them as they grieve the loss of a friend and a mentor 
and a coach that it's a hard thing and coaches have such a big impact on students and got to pray and ask that they would um, at this time they would express the impact Russ had on them with um, Russ's family that those are powerful moments um, to be shared and just the impact that Russ had on people that encourages them and it, it helps Russ's family so I pray that there would be people that would take that moment to type out that um, text message or that email or that comment that would say um, Russ impacted my life in this way and that would be a, an encouragement to them during this time of difficulty. God, we love you. We thank you for your son. We pray this all in his name. Amen. Um, I want to pray for any other prayer requests there might be. If there's anybody else, thank you for those two, Megan and Amy. Glad to be able to pray with you right now. Well, if there's not any other prayer requests, I um, want to um, give you the prayer focus for the day. And so the prayer focus is, would you just join me in praying for our church family that we would um, that we would turn to God in our weaknesses, that our weakness is an opportunity to be reminded again of God's, uh, God's power and God's help and that we need God's help. And it's an opportunity for that power to be evident in our lives. And so would you just join me in, in praying that our church family and, and people in our community that don't know God, they might turn in this moment of weakness, they might turn to God. Um, whether they already know and love God and it's just an opportunity to grow closer to him, or maybe they don't know him and this is what draws them or, and, and reveals to them that they just have this need for him. Because a lot of times, this is something that Pastor Adrian talked about a couple weeks ago, that instead of turning to God and our weakness and our pain, what we can do is we can just try to numb it. We can try to pretend that it's not there or try to convince ourselves that it's not there um, with a lot of other painful and damaging um, things. And so would you just join me in praying and saying, God, would you please uh, give our church family and our community um, the ability to turn to you, that they wouldn't turn to something else that would numb it or just help them try to pretend that it's not there, but instead they would turn to the one who can fix it, the one who can help, the one that can bring real encouragement, real help, and that can uh, magnify his power through them. So let's pray for that real fast. Father God, we ask that you would, right now, for our church family scattered across Kearney and across central Nebraska, God, would you, in their moments of weakness, whether it's parenting weakness, whether it's spiritual, um, just trying to follow you weakness, whether it's marital or workplace or um, some other addiction or something else, God, that there might be a weakness they're experiencing God, I pray that they would turn to you in that weakness, that they would not turn to um, some other thing that would numb their pain, numb their, their realization that they're weak, but instead they would turn to you and say, God, would you be powerful in my weakness? God, would you be strong where I am weak? So that we could, with Paul, say, when I am weak, I am strong. That in my personal weakness, I can experience the strength of God. So God, I pray that they would turn right now to you they would turn, um, as they see this later on, um, as they uh, encounter their weakness, God, would you bring um, sermons to mind or messages to mind of, of this in the past? Would you bring to mind uh, Bible verses or songs, whatever might turn them to you, God, and cry out to you, God, would you help me in my weakness? That they, we, that they and we would experience that your grace is sufficient and that your power is made perfect in our weakness. God, I pray this all in your son's name. We love you.
Amen. So uh, grateful to be with you guys over this lunch hour. Thank you so much for uh, spending some time with me as we dig into God's Word. I hope that the rest of your day is good, that you enjoy the sunshine, and that as you come across weakness in yourself, that you are reminded that God's uh, power is made perfect in his in our weakness and that his grace is sufficient for us. So thankful for you guys. Hope that you have a great rest of the day. Bye.